Welcome to the Just Live Podcast. I'm your host, Olivia Stevens, and I'm inviting you in on my personal journey of learning and discovering how to live a life with more connection, joy, and purpose. I'll be sitting down with people from all walks of life to dive into topics including trauma, mental health, mindfulness, the nuances of love and relationships, and much more. I hope these conversations empower you to expand on what serves you, release what doesn't, and just live. Welcome to the Just Live Podcast. I am your host, Olivia Stevens, and here we are again. Another solo episode for you. First and foremost, I just want to say I am not a relationship expert. I'm not a psychologist or a therapist. Um... So whatever I share today is just solely based on experience and kind of what I've picked up along in my journey. Um, So please remember that every circumstance is different. Every relationship is different. Every breakup is different. Um, So yeah, just keep that in mind. Um, That, I'll just say, is one of the things I think that has helped in healing and moving forward in my breakup is just knowing no two circumstances look the same and everyone's healing journey is different and remembering not to compare, you know, what I'm going through or how I'm healing or progressing to anyone else and their journey. Um, But a little background in case anyone that's tuning in doesn't quite know um, my past situation and what I kind of went through. So I was in a relationship for... I guess around two years and uh, we bought a home together and my previous significant other had a child with somebody else. And so um, we had the child about 50% of the time. So when we bought the house together, you know, all three of us were living together. Um, The child was very young. He was about two years old. Um, And so about eight months later, after we purchased the home together, I found out that my ex had cheated on me. So I made the choice to leave that relationship. Some people would make the choice to stay and try and work on things and rebuild the trust. But for me, I felt like that just wasn't an option. I felt like I would never fully be able to trust him again and I couldn't live in a relationship feeling insecure or feeling um, doubtful about the loyalty of my significant other. So I decided to leave, um, which was incredibly challenging. One, for the sheer fact that breaking up with someone and leaving them is hard. You love this person, you've made a life with them. For me, he was my best friend. And um, you also love this child of his and that's become a part of your life and it's become like a part of your identity being, you know, kind of a step parent in ways. And that was also very difficult to um, leave two people that I love very dearly um, and kind of envisioned my life and built my life around these people. So looking back on the breakup, there were a lot of tears shed and just a lot of um, questions that I think I'll maybe never have the answers to. Um, 
a lot of self-doubt and a lot of guilt, which I don't think people talk about as much. And I think people don't realize, which is so nuanced and challenging, especially in a case where there's infidelity. You want to protect yourself and put up this boundary and honor your values and honor yourself by stepping away from this relationship, but you feel so incredibly guilty for not giving the person the chance or the opportunity to build the trust back, to prove to you that they can be loyal, that they can be faithful. Um, You know that they're left with an incredible amount of pain and suffering and shame and guilt. And dealing with the pain that you're going through and then the pain of all this guilt that you're carrying is just indescribable. Um, So I felt that for a really long time and just fucking sad. Like, I don't think I've ever cried so much in my entire life. I think I cried more in the first couple months than I have my entire life. (sighs) I mean, there were times I was sitting at the dinner table. I'm going to get choked up. (sighs) I would be sitting at the dinner table and I'd have to get up and leave because I couldn't get through dinner just without crying. And I didn't want to like make my mom and my stepdad uncomfortable. So I had to, I had to get up and leave because I just couldn't even like bear the pain of me sitting there in this situation thinking about like having dinner with my ex and his son and you know all the times and all the meals we've shared together and just like not being in our home anymore at the kitchen table that we bought together and it was just really hard and um I think I felt that way for a really long time. It takes time to get through a breakup, to get through a heartbreak, to get through any sort of devastation in your life. But I think what you do with that time is so important. And um, I realized pretty early on something that I had to do, and this isn't going to apply to everyone. This is my journey and everyone else's is going to be completely different or there could be some similarities, but I'm not saying people should or shouldn't do this, but I realized early on that I had to, and that was giving up alcohol. I personally already kind of deal with, you know, feelings of depression, anxiety, you know, in my life on a semi-regular basis. And I noticed after drinking alcohol, those feelings were substantially worse. And the sadness felt like nothing I've ever felt before. The anxiety was completely heightened and amplified. And so I made the decision that I'm gonna just go sober for a while while I move through this pain. And it was one of the best things that I have ever done. It was one of the best things and one of the hardest things because you think, okay, 
if I'm reaching for this substance, you know, to kind of take this pain away, to numb out, to kind of escape it for a while, when you don't do that, there's no escaping it and there's no suppressing it. And you are left to just feel everything that you are feeling. And while that's really difficult in the beginning, I think it's so important because I think you have to feel things in order to heal from them. I think so many times people after breakups say, I'm fine, like forget about it, like I've got this. And instead of really healing and moving on, they're just suppressing or distracting themselves. And I don't think they're really working through like these kind of core issues or these core wounds that are there and they're just gonna show up later or show up in your life in other ways. So it is challenging because you have to face all these feelings. You have to lean into the pain. You have to feel everything. You feel everything, but then you move through it and you realize you have more strength than you thought. You have the courage to kind of let feelings come up that have to come up. You know that they're going to pass. And I didn't drink alcohol for six months. And I think that it, it made a really big difference in my breakup healing process. And I definitely would recommend it to anybody that's going through something similar. I just knew for me, drinking was not helping the situation. It wasn't making me feel good. It was really making me suffer um, in a way I didn't want to suffer. So um, another thing that helped me through the healing process or a couple things, I was going to therapy regularly, kind of working through what I was feeling, talking about the sadness and the guilt and different things that would come up at different times. Spending time with friends was instrumental, but spending the right time, you know, like I said, doing things that felt good, that filled me up in a way that felt positive and aligned and like uplifting and not just going out and drinking. I mean, staying sober was really important. Um, And realizing that I could go out and socialize and still have a good time, but not feel like shit the next day, not have amplified sadness, not have amplified anxiety. Um, So this is really funny, but I actually Googled how to get over a breakup. And here was a list I found online. Number one, healthy activities. Number two, nurture your friendships. Number three, therapy, journaling, meditating. Number four, go no contact or limit communication. This one is a tough one. And I think it really just varies from situation to situation. For me, I couldn't go completely no contact for two reasons. One, because of the house. And two, because I was very concerned for a while about the feelings and the well-being of my ex. And if anything ever happened, I wouldn't be able to live with myself if something did happen. And I also just know 
how like psychologically fucked up you feel when you have no communication with this person that's been like this massive part of your life for so long. And I think that it's hard to go no contact immediately because it's almost like there's like such a pit and an emptiness inside of you that you feel like you're dying. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but you really feel like you're dying. And I don't ever want anyone to feel like that, even if they're the cause of the breakup or if they did something wrong, you still need support in your life. So that was obviously hard to navigate and you never know how much to say, how little to say, how much to reach out, how not to reach out. You're trying to protect yourself and your well-being and your heart, but also you care about this person. So for me, there was no right way to go about it. And I just tried to do the best I could every day. I think one of the biggest struggles was not just healing from the pain of somebody betraying you, but healing from this idea that I've completely betrayed myself. And, you know, if somebody does something that makes you lose trust in them, you can just leave them. But if you do something or you put yourself in a situation where you lose trust in yourself, then what? How do you learn to trust yourself again, to trust your judgment, to trust your intuition, to trust that you are going to make better choices moving forward and that you're going to align yourself with people and situations and environments and choices that are right for you. And that when you're in situations that don't feel right, trust that you're going to actually listen to your gut and not let all this time go by. How do you rebuild that trust with yourself? You can't leave yourself. So rebuilding the trust with myself has been something I've been working on. I think one of the greatest gifts that you can do for yourself after a breakup is really do some self-evaluating and some reflection and ask yourself kind of what part you played in the fallout and ask yourself, was this an aligned partnership was this a healthy partnership? And I've done some of that reflecting. And I think I realized that I entered this relationship with a lack of self-love and self-worth. And I think um, a lot of people do. And I think that's the reason a lot of people get into relationships that maybe aren't healthy or aren't right for them because there is this lack of self-love and the relationship fills that void and that person fills that void for you. But it really just presents as a lot of problems throughout the relationship and um, something that I, I really am trying to work on continuously is, you know, building my self-love. I think that's been a theme in like every episode. <laughs> 
But I think the problem is that at some point in your lifetime, you've developed this thought or this belief that you're just not worthy. You don't love yourself. You've maybe received messages, whether direct or indirect, that you aren't worthy of love just as you are, like you're not good enough. I think that definitely presented itself in my past relationship where I needed this other person to feel worthy or to feel loved or to feel good enough. I think that myself and a lot of women think that I have to self-sacrifice in order to give or receive love. And I think you try to find partners that might need you. Um, Oh, this person needs me. I can be of service to them. And it's also kind of like, oh, if I can save this person, this person then can save me. I think that we forget that our value is who we are. It's not what we do or what we give to the relationship. And I think a lot of people get stuck in that cycle of wanting to give and feeling like that's that's how they receive love or validation is by like giving or doing something for somebody else. And of course there's like act of selfless love but I think when you're constantly suppressing your needs for the sake of somebody else and their life then it's just going to be a very challenging relationship to sustain and I think a lot of times people don't really know how to communicate their emotions or even know or understand what it means to kind of connect to themselves completely and so they end up kind of suppressing those emotions, suppressing those needs and just kind of carrying on. And I think the more previous wounds go unhealed and needs go unmet, it's only a matter of time before you're going to reach for something to fix that or heal that or fill that void. And I think that's kind of where infidelity can come into play is like there's this void inside of somebody. There's some wound that has been unhealed and that like temporary distraction or that temporary high or that temporary connection fills that instead of really taking ownership of what's lacking or what you're feeling and communicating with your partner and expressing this need that you have or this, um, you know, pain that you're feeling inside. And I think that's why so many relationships just fall apart because we're not communicating our needs and we have all these wounds from childhood or wounds from growing up or wounds from previous relationships that we haven't healed from. We enter in a new relationship thinking this is going to be different. This person's different. This scenario is different. When really all this stuff will eventually come to the surface and then you're left with like two people that are hurt and that have to start over yet again. So I felt like I was doing pretty good in my healing process. You know, there were months of tears, months of sobriety, months of therapy, months of just working. You know, I was training for that half marathon I did, which was great. That was a good, healthy distraction, something I could focus on, work towards that was 
good for my health, good for my mind. I got to finally move out of my mom's house and move into my new place. And the move really like shook up a lot of dust that I think had settled because it just brought back all these kind of memories of moving into the new house with my ex. And I think just brought a lot of like anxiousness and just a little bit of sadness and thinking, okay, I'm starting over. Like this is real. This is happening. And just being sad that I wasn't sharing it with like the person that I love or loved. And, um, it was, it kind of felt like a step back again because I like had lived on my own. I was downtown before I met my ex. And then it was like, God, like this feels all too familiar. Like here I am again, like kind of starting over. And so it was just sad for a while and that that it made me really miss him. And it almost felt harder. You know, I had gone so many months feeling like I was getting stronger and stronger. And then I got here and it felt like it was harder and harder not to reach out to him, harder not to text him. There are days where it took like everything in me not to pick up the phone and text him and just say, I miss you. And there's still times where I'm just like thinking about him and wondering, how is he? What is he doing? How is the dog? How's his son? You know, does he think about me? Is he still sad? Like, does he feel remorseful? Does he miss me? Another very significant, I think, point in a healing process or, you know, moving on from a breakup is when you find out that your significant other has moved on. And uh, it's like, you know that you want this person to move on. You, you know you want them to be happy. But finding out that they're now giving the love that they used to give you to somebody else. It's okay. It's like, devastating (laughs) and it like sets you back like to the beginning again where you think why was I not good enough why couldn't he be faithful to me was I not pretty enough was I not smart enough did I not love him enough what does she have that I didn't have you know and you just kind of spiral And um, it's really hard when you learn that they're actually like moving forward with life, especially when there's times where you feel like you're still thinking about them 24-7. And um, it's like gut-wrenching. It almost feels like it's another betrayal in a sense, like... Even though it's been so many months and you know this person has to move on, you see that they moved on and you're like, oh my God, it's just like, it's like a knife to the heart. I remember I saw this photo online of him and this new person. I came home that night and I just sat on my couch and I fucking sobbed for hours. It's just such 
a hard feeling to see this person, like see this person that you loved so deeply move on with somebody else. It makes you feel stupid sometimes too for just being like, why am I still thinking about this person? They've moved on. They're, they're with somebody else. They potentially are in love with somebody else. And here I am still worrying about them and missing them and thinking about them and replaying the jokes and wishing we could go to the grocery store together and just wanting to text them when something like funny happens in your day. And it's just like a mind fuck, honestly. Something I've been struggling with recently, especially when I found out that my ex had moved on, was just getting really frustrated with myself and feeling like I haven't moved on well enough or fast enough. But I think it's helpful to realize that they have moved on because it's another stepping stone for you to continue to move forward in your life. And it's a realization that like, okay, this is over. That chapter is done. I can and I will move forward. And super grateful for people in my life that have reminded me of something that I couldn't really tell myself, which was that it's going to take time. You loved this person. You had a life with this person. And the length of time that it's taking you is just a testament to how much you loved this person and a testament to how deeply you cared and how deeply connected you were. And that's going to take time to heal. It's going to take time and there's going to be layers and you're going to move forward a few steps and you're going to fall back a few steps and you're going to move forward a few steps and you're going to fall back a few steps and to just give yourself grace to just feel what you need to feel and to not put pressure or any sort of judgment on yourself for not moving on in a certain amount of time because I had been doing that a lot lately and you can't put a timeline on healing you just can't you know, what needs to heal will heal when it needs to heal. And I think leaning into what you're feeling and just letting it process is really important. Something that I recently stumbled across that really helped me continuing on healing from the breakup was a little piece of advice that said, turn what you don't have into what you can do. So kind of changing the dialogue with yourself about what you've lost into what have you gained? What can you now do with your life? What can you do moving forward? And that's been really helpful because I think so often we get caught in the conversation with ourselves about everything we don't have anymore. We think about all of the things we loved about our previous significant other and we think about what's missing in our life instead of looking around and realizing all of the things that you've now gained, you know, from leaving that situation and step in, stepping forward into your new chapter. And so that's been helpful. And I've had to keep reminding myself, okay, I know there's things that you miss about this relationship, and, but there's also a lot that you've gained here and a lot that you're 
now much happier with and to remind yourself of what you deserve and what you want and to remind yourself who you are and to know that that person is not meant for you anymore. I always believe that people come into your life for a reason and not everyone is meant to be in your life forever. I think as long as you can reflect back and find the lesson in it and learn and grow and be grateful for that time and grateful for everything that you could take away from it, I think you have a much greater chance of healing and moving forward and becoming a stronger, more aligned version of yourself. And I think that that's really going to serve you well in your life and in your future relationships. Um, If anyone's going through any sort of devastation or loss or breakup or heartbreak, I feel you. I am sending my love to you. Um, Just remember that it is a process. It's going to take time. It's also going to take intention. So think about what you're doing with the time and how you're spending it and look back at the relationship and just think about who do you want to be now and how do you want to grow? How do you want to show up for yourself and in your next relationship? And I think that if you work on those things and you allow yourself grace, you allow yourself to find happiness in little things, in your friends, in your hobbies, please just know that feelings will come and go. I think just allow them, honor them, lean into them and... (sighs) Just do what feels good for you. And I think that's really all I can say. (laughs) So thank you. And hopefully I've said what I needed to say here. (laughs) Um, Give yourself a hug, love yourself and have a great day. Thanks. Bye.